Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the name of Jesus. I miss you guys. I love you guys. But before we get started, let's just say thank you. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you and we say thank you. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for starting us on our way. We thank you for your grace that met us this morning. We thank you, O oh God, for your angelic host that you have given charge over us to keep us in all our ways. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for your mighty hand on our life. We thank you for your divine hedge of protection. Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, Spirit, we say thank you. Mm. Doesn't that feel good? The Bible says, enter in his gates with thanksgiving. It's something about when you want to enter in, you got to go with thanksgiving and tell the Lord how you are thankful and grateful for what he has done. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to take you guys to Luke chapter 17. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 10. Now, originally, this wasn't what I wanted to talk about, but this is how cool God is and obedience is better than sacrifice. So I had a particular word in mind that I wanted to share with you guys. But I'm telling you, family, I kept recording and re-recording. I'm hearing noise outside of the house. And finally, a call came through, shut everything down. And I just put my phone down and I said, Lord, you don't want me to talk about this. He said, nope keep reading so as I kept reading the Holy Spirit said this is it and when I read it I had to laugh because the Holy Spirit is always dealing with me so I know this is an issue that many of us have and God want us to be corrected he want us to have the right heart and the right motives when we do what it is that we do so I'm going to go into the word of God like I said Luke 17 and starting at the first verse I'm reading from the NIV for those who are going to be reading with me in the Bible reads Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a milestone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sin against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back into you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and plant in the sea and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down and eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, you should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Amen to the word of God. Family, this is so important and so vital. And really, I read it because I didn't want to just skip it. But what I want to talk to you about 
is basically verses 7 through 10. And when I read it, like I said, it made me laugh because the Lord was always dealing with me with this. As men and women of God, we are servants of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said that the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. And in his image, we are here to serve, to serve God the best way we know how with what he has given us to do it. And I remember in times past that I used to think that God's blessing was based on what I did for God. And I used to do and do and do because I thought that it was going to make God do. And what we have to come to, I'm not going to say we, what I had to come to learn. We can't manipulate God and he's not a genie in a bottle and we can't outgive God. There's nothing that we can do to make God bless us. God does not bless us because we do what we do. God blesses us because he loves us. Point blank, period. The blessings of God are because he love us. And if we could be honest, he blesses even unbelievers. The Bible says that he shows no partiality. He's merciful to whom he please. It rains on the just and the unjust. So God's blessing even those who don't even worship or, or, or follow him. Why? Because he loves us. So when we have in our mind that I'm doing something and because I'm doing it, because I'm serving, because I'm going to church, because I'm ministering or because I'm sowing my tithes and offering that God is obligated to bless me. And that is error. And this is what it says. I'm going to read, read it again. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? You also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have done only our duty. This is so powerful. Now, of course, we do say thank you out of respect. But should you really say thank you to someone who did what they were supposed to do? When you think about it. No, we do it out of respect we do it out of kindness but your job is to do what you're supposed to do it's it's encouraging to say thank you I appreciate what you have done but you shouldn't really have to say thank you to somebody for doing what they were supposed to do so I say that to say should God really bless us because we did what we supposed to do Should God really bless us because we went to church? The Bible says, forget not to assemble thyselves one to another. So you did what you were supposed to do. Should God bless you because you forgave your brother and sister? No, he said, forgive. So you will be forgiven. You did what you were supposed to do. You showed mercy. You showed kindness. You showed love. Should God bless you for that? No, you did what you were supposed to do as a servant unto God. When I read this, it blew my mind. Because for a long time, I really used to think that I can get God to do what I wanted him to do because I'm doing this. Okay, 
I'm going to love this person. Okay. I'm going to give to this person. Okay. I'm going to make sure I'm on time at church without realizing that my heart wasn't right. My motives wasn't right. Are you doing what you're doing to appease God? Are you doing what you're doing because you're trying to get something out of God? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So if you're only doing something because you think that you can manipulate God to get something from him, you're missing it. You're missing what he's trying to teach us as being a servant. We're missing it. God does not bless you because you went to church. God does not bless you because you sold your tithes and offering. God does not bless you because you forgave your neighbor. God does not bless you for what you do. God blesses you for who he is. He is our father. He loves us. He's faithful. He's just. He's righteous. His blessings has nothing to do with what we do. And I had to get that in my mind that you're going to bless me if I do it. You're going to bless me if I don't do it. But when you get to that point where you're trying to manipulate and do things because you think it's going to make God move faster. Oh, I thought it was going to make God move a lot faster. Like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the best person that I can be. And God, you're going to (laughs) see. I'm telling you, family, your sister was a mess. <laughs> so when I read this, I was like, all I could do was laugh. All I could do was laugh because I remember him dealing with me on many occasions. Why are you doing this? What are you really doing this for? What are your motives? Because if you love me, you would do it even if you get nothing for it. If you truly calling yourself my servant, you would love because... It's in your nature to love because you've been created in my image. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You have a new nature and that's to love. But if you're doing it because you think it's going to make me bless you more, you're missing it. If you go to church every Sunday or you go every other Sunday or maybe once a month, that doesn't make God bless you. What we fail to realize is. We do receive when we do these things. When you go to church consistently, you get healing, you get deliverance, you get breakthrough. When you sow, you reap. You give, it gets back to you. Why? Because there are laws and principles in the kingdom of God. But that has nothing to do with the blessings of God. God blesses you simply because he loves you. And he wanted you to know that today. I love you. So I'm going to bless you. We cannot outgive, outdo God. Not at all. And I just wanted to encourage someone today because I've been there. I've really been there. And I really don't know who this is for because he really shut down my message that I wanted to share. I don't know who is this for, but someone is really struggling right now, thinking that they can do something for God and, 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 Cause God to move on their timetable versus God doing what he does on his timetable, not realizing that God is going to bless you simply because he love you, that there's nothing that you can do to make God love you less. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you more. His love is everlasting. It's infinite. It's just there. And all we got to do is to believe and receive by faith. 
But I love this. This was so powerful to me. So powerful. I'm going to read it again. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? No. You're a servant, my sister. You're a servant, my brother. And what we do, we do it simply because we love the Lord. I don't need you to. I'm not going to do this because I need you to bless me. If the only reason you're loving and forgiving is because you need a blessing, then we missed it. If you're only going to church and sowing your tithes and offering because you need a blessing, you missed it. If whatever you're doing for God is simply to get something out of him, you missed it. Family, I missed it. I missed it. And I used to be going crazy. I was so upset because I used to think I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I I made sure of this and I made sure of that. And God, why aren't you moving? God, why aren't you moving? Because, um, hello, you're a, you, you're doing it with the wrong motive. B, I don't work like that. C, my ways ain't your ways, honey. God dealt with me and dealt with me and dealt with me because I really didn't understand. And truly, he truly has to develop a servant heart. Hallelujah. In each and every one of us. I didn't wake up a servant. He taught me to be a servant. He helped me to understand what it means to be a servant. That's why my ministry is called submitted to serve. I had to learn what that meant because I thought I had to do to get God to do. When God is wanting us to do simply because we love him. I love you. Therefore, I'm going to serve you. I love you. Therefore, I'm going to love. I love you, Lord. Therefore, I'm going to minister. I love you, Lord. Therefore, I'm going to sow into the kingdom of God. Lord, whatever I have, whatever it is that you want, I give it to you, Lord, because I love you. Not because I'm looking for you to do something for me. Not because I'm looking to get something for you from you. I'm doing it simply because I love you and I want to serve you. And when we finally understand that is when we all truly have a servant heart, that we have no motives for why we do what we do other than the fact that we love Jesus. I love you, Lord. You chose me. You love me. You healed me. Do God really need to do anything else? Do he really, really need to do anything else? If God just just stop right now, heaven doors shut, slam, boom. He does nothing else. Would you still serve him? Would you still love him? Would you still speak about the goodness of Jesus Christ? Would you still share the good news to every person you come in contact with? If God stopped, stop, he just stopped. No more blessings. I would ask you to question your love for him. Our love for Christ should not be based on what he can do, but what He has already done. You died on that cross for me. You laid down your life for me. Your blood redeemed me back to the father. You gave me an opportunity to have everlasting life. You gave me the gift of your spirit, which sealed me to the day. Hallelujah of your coming back. It's what he has already done. So our servanthood has nothing to do with what he can do now. Our servanthood is for what he has already done on the cross. 
and everything that he asks and everything that he requires of us as his servant is just us doing our duty unto him. This is what you have done for me. I chose to follow you. I chose to serve you. And this is what you require. You require me to assemble myself with my brothers and sisters. You require me to sow. You require me to love. You require me to be a cheerful giver. You require me to have mercy on those even who hurt me or persecute me. You require this. So when I do it, I'm only doing what I'm supposed to do as a servant. Not because I need you to bless me. And family, when I, when I understood that, it shift my service unto God. It truly shift how I begin to operate. How I begin to love, give. Everything I did was different because I understood if I'm going to be a servant of Christ, it can't be. I can't do it because I'm looking for God to do something for me. I had to do it simply because what he has already done for me. Lord, you laid down your life. So I'm going to be a servant and lay down mine. So I, 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 I know, I don't know who this is for, but it, it's for somebody. Because I'm telling you, the Lord was not happy with what I wanted to talk about. This was more important to him. And as a servant, I'm doing my duty and doing what is asked of me. That it may be pleasing in his sight. Because I love him. That is what he requires of us, to love him. That is the greatest commandment. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart all your soul and then love your neighbor as you love yourself I do this because I love him the blessings are bonuses what God chose to do for me is bonuses because I'm grateful for what is already done and I had to get that I had to learn that and no it doesn't take away you expecting God to do greater there's nothing wrong with you expecting the great from God But my heart and my service unto God isn't going to change if I don't see anything else. And family, that took some time. That took some time for me to accept that, Lord, if you don't do anything else, I'm okay serving you. I'm okay loving you. I watched and I watched and I prayed and I prayed and I looked for God to do so many different things. But until he got my heart right, until he got me to understand what a true servant is, I didn't see anything. And I got frustrated and I got angry. And we got to be careful with that because the enemy would love to have you in that snare. Because people are falling away simply because God did not show up. God didn't do what I wanted him to do. People are falling away discouraged and disappointed because God didn't do what they thought God should have did when they wanted God to do it. And it don't work like that. It don't work like that. I'm a servant. You're a servant. And what you do 
is because you love him. And if he does nothing else, you can always declare and decree the cross. The cross got me here. The cross is why I love. The cross is why I give. The cross is why I have mercy. The cross is why I declare and decree the word of the Lord. The cross is why I want to win souls for the kingdom. The cross, it got to be about the cross. It can't be about what he's going to do next week. It cannot be what he's going to do next month. It got to be for what he has already done on the cross. Family, your heart. Oh, Jesus. My heart is stirred now because I remember him dealing with me and I remember he had to break me, break me like you got it wrong. You're missing it. You're missing it. If you think that I'm a genie in a bottle, if you think I'm going to do what you want me to do, then you can just stop serving me now. Do you know how hard it is to hear the heavenly father tell you stop serving? Because if you're serving because you think you're going to get something out of me, you miss servanthood. You missed it. Your heart is in the wrong place. Your motive's in the wrong place. I'm not a genie in a bottle and I don't do what you want me to do when you want me to do it. I love you, therefore I bless you. But I will not bless you because you want to do something for me. You can't outdo me. You can't outgive me. And I cried many nights trying to understand that. Because I didn't understand. I thought you be obedient. God blesses you. You do this. God do that. That's what I thought. And it's one thing to have knowledge. You can read the scriptures upon scriptures upon scriptures and have a whole bunch of head knowledge. But God desires you to have revelation. We need revelation on the scriptures of God. What is God really saying? What God really requires? Because knowledge is just knowledge. But revelation, that's a whole different ballgame. In all your gettings, gain an understanding. He desires for us to truly understand his heart and what it is that he requires of us as his children, as his sons and daughters, as his ambassadors, as his chosen ones, as his beloveds, as his friend, as his servant. There is more that is required of us. And we should not tie the two together. Lord, I do this simply because. Simply because I love you. Nothing more, nothing less. Anything outside of that, the enemy will tear you up. Have you thinking God ain't listening? Have you thinking what you're doing is in vain? Have you thinking people are truly drawn back because God didn't show up? And the truth of the matter is, their heart was in the wrong place. God does not bless us because we did anything for him. He blesses us simply. And I repeat, simply because he loves us. He gave up his only son before we would even accept him. God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. It had nothing to do with us. I love you. The gifts that God give us is because he love us. Not because you did anything for God. And like I said, I don't know who this is for. Mm, 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 mm. 
But he definitely just, oof. We got to get this. I had to get this. So I, I want to encourage somebody who might be struggling right now, who, who thought that they needed to do for God to get God to do for them. Because I've been there, I've done that, and I don't want to go back there again. I encourage you. And I want you to understand, go read Luke 17, read verses 7 through 10, and let the Holy Spirit open your eyes. God does not owe us anything. What we do, we do it simply because it is our duty as his servants. He do not have to give us anything for doing it. This is what a servant do. This is how a servant act. This is how a servant behave. This is our duty. And when we get that heart to say, this is what I'm supposed to do for Christ. God will begin to manifest and show up in ways that we can't even comprehend because our heart is right. God, he checks our temperature daily. He checks our temperature family. He's constantly looking at our heart. That's what the Bible says. Man, look at the outer, but I look at the heart. I want, I look at what your what are your motives behind what you're doing? That's what God is concerned about. So when we finally get our heart together and we finally begin to do what we do for Christ simply because we love him and not because we look for him to do something, everything will shift. Everything will shift. So I encourage you to truly go read Luke 17. Let the spirit of God open up the eyes of your understanding. Ask God to truly give you the heart of a servant. What, what does it really mean to serve you, Lord? Because it has nothing to do with what you can do for me. But what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Jesus was the king. He came from a heavenly throne to this earthly realm to serve. To serve. And when we understand what it means to have a true servant heart. And make our Lord smile. We will see so much change. So much. That God really wants us to get that. It's not about what he can do for us. But it is about what we can do for him. God has already done enough. He did it at Calvary. And to expect anything else is just selfish. What he does. Is amazing. He's faithful. He's so faithful. He's so faithful. But he does it because he loves us. Not because we have done anything for him. So I pray this encouraged the person that it was supposed to encourage. I pray it helps you understand that God is not like us. And what he expects of us. It's just, we can't even comprehend sometimes how simple it is. It's so simple. He's just looking for us to have a heart after him. Not a heart to what I can get from him, but to have a heart after him. Not his richness, not his power, not his glory. But Lord, I just want you. 
Because when I get you, all of this other stuff going to come. See, family? When we just seek the kingdom, when we seek God first, I just want you, Jesus. I just want to serve you. All of the other stuff we desire going to come with him. But when we seek the power and anointing and the money and the riches and the fame and the titles, we miss it. Lord, this is what I want. This is how I want you to bless me. So I'm going to do this so you could do that. We miss it. So I just encourage you today, family, to cry out, repent. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me if my motives for doing what I was doing was wrong. Forgive me if I've been doing things just to get you to move, just to get you to respond, just to get you to act. And I really didn't do it because I really love you. I didn't really do it because I wanted to be a true servant. I didn't really do it because I wanted to bring glory to your name. I did it simply because I thought that you were going to bless me for it. Repent. That's it. And he's faithful to forgive you. He's faithful to forgive you. And begin to work on your heart. He said, I will give you a heart of flesh. I will remove that stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. Some of us need a heart transplant. We need our heart renewed. We need to really understand what it means to truly serve Christ with all of our heart. And when we do, we will see his glory rise among us. I love you, family. I truly pray you have been blessed. I truly pray this caused you to even look into look inwardly and check yourself. Check yourself because God is checking your temperature. You check your temperature. When was the last time you checked your temperature? Check your motives on why it is you're truly serving God. Repent and let God do what only he can do. I'll be talking to you soon, family. In the meantime, God bless you. May he keep you and cover you, your family, and everything that belongs to you. In his holy name I pray. Amen.